Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Docky Sweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, honey, which I mean is sometimes victim y and sometimes villainous, but at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. You know, just like what are we talking about, Wa? Uh, we're talking the curious case of Natalie Grace, season one, episode two, Orphan or Imposture. So we hope that you have watched the show by now so that you know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a uh, Discovery Plus last now Max uh, docuseries uh, about uh, Natalie Grace, who is either, you know, two or 49 and uh, <laughs> is, you know, we don't know, honey, somewhere in between. She's like L.A. that way, you know, God bless. But she's also either American or not American. We don't know any thing and all the things we don't even know if she's the right one or if, we don't know if she's the victim or if she is the villainess as we said or she's an orphan or imposter but we do know in this episode and especially by the end that if the cracks were not cracking for you about michael barnett in the first ep the cracks be cracking the second ep of like how he might not be like the most reliable source. You know what I'm saying? And the more and there are more reliable sources to hang your hats on in this docu-series, including what feels like two stars that emerge in episode two for me. Um, which I'll just say is A, the neighbor who is on the porch with her dog, uh, whose last name is Ambular, which we all know is how, what they used to call Amber from Clueless, Ambular. Rachel Ambular, maybe her name is, but you guys know her as uh, the neighbor who thought that Barnett's were quote-unquote perfect when we all know that was never the case. And if, if she thought that, then she's bananas, And even at that time. And then the second person is i mean the narrator of the show you know like if this was joseph and the amazing technical dream coach she'd be like you know with the english accent she is you know like it feels like a lead producer i mean she is a story editor she's guiding guiding it and she's uh always in a profile and uh wearing that power blue well, just like you <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's got a blue blazer on she's giving a good well not a rachel maddow but rachel maddow always wears like a blue blazer so different hair though um so yes at this point i have to say while listening or while watching this i was still not a hundred percent natalie grace as a child like i was still kind of confused until the very end when matt barnett mike barnett or daddy barnett was i used to have papa barnett father barnett father barnett you know um lost credibility Mm-hmm. Um, so at the beginning of this episode, it starts with the end of last episode where uh, Natalia supposedly had tried to poison Christine's coffee with some kind of cleaner under from under the sink. Mm-hmm. And they're stressed out because she's standing above their beds with knives and they don't know what to do. So they take her to the stress center to, you know, looking for support. And so, you know, they tell her, they tell him, they tell the stress center that she's doing any and everything to hurt the family. Um, And unfortunately, there was just no help for them. You know, they couldn't do anything about it. They basically just said, listen, she is, and this is Michael Barnett. She is this and she's yours. So take her home. So (laughs) they also said she absolutely cannot have any free room of the home. You need to lock her in her room with with a door latch. And you need to take her out to the bathroom, 
when she needs to eat and escort her. Now, when that was said, I knew that was fake. Because mm-hmm. no, no person is going to tell you to latch a child's door. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, at some points I'm like, oh, is he in trial now? And he thinks this docuseries is like his like ticket to freedom by saying that certain things that he did that were borderline abusive were quote unquote doctor's orders. You know, like I literally, because how convenient that they would say that. Like they, they're making her out to be like a little mini Megan, you know, like a real life Megan, that horror series, you know, like. <laughs> big eyes and a shorter you know stature and you know just like on the run you know with like blood in her hands you know like it's crazy how he's he's bananas so yeah in that part this is where i think the cracks start cracking you're like no that i don't know about that barnett oh corvette loving barnett you know who's always had a corvette you know okay so um so basically then we get this other time that is also suspect which is you know, the kids are, you know, great. You know, the sons are loving life. And for one of their dumb birthdays, they decide to go like cow graze, cow looking, looking at cow, cow graze, milk cows, doing things with cows in nature town. I mean, I don't know. But basically the story is long and convoluted. So I'll just basically tell you this and tell me if I'm, if, if I'm wrong. Well. But as they're, you know, on a little tour of the pastures, they're like okay just so you know uh before we do anything do you see over there that over there is an electric fence like beyond the beyond the, on the yonder like don't go over there you can't go over there please don't go over there and natalie you know with her you know 49 year old eyes is just like what <gasps> oh an electric fence oh i know exactly what i'll do i'll hit on a cow and ride over there, <laughs> pick up all three of two of my brothers and my parents onto the cow and, and, and then rush towards the electric fence that like, I mean, you're just like, what, what do you think they should do? Okay. So then God bless. So then this is now Michael's like story. So then now they're all on the tour. They signed the papers and they could do it, whatever. God bless. And uh, the Michael and the, and the sons are ahead a little bit. And uh, you know, Natalie is like, can't do the things because whatever, God bless. And so the Christine's like, Oh, I'm going to stay back with Natalie and Natalie and Michael is 50 feet. And then he hears a scream. Now this is where the story gets weirded out because we get two versions of Michael telling the story in 2019. And then Michael telling the story later in 2019, it's like, he's not that far away. He hears a scream. He looks back and Natalie and Christine are tussling on the ground (laughs) and stuff. uh, And he comes back and Christine is like, she tried to kill, you know, she tried to like pull me into the fence. Then later on in 2021, his version is is that the cops came and everything happened and they were already gone by the time Michael and the kids could come back, which is like, I'm sorry, as if you hadn't said all the other things on TV, this exact docu, what are you, this isn't, that you aren't even lying once in 2019 on a friend's Snapchat that we have. And now on the same, on a docu-series, you lied twice on you lied on the same docu-series? I mean, I'm so, I'm so confused. I'm like, what? Why? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Please. I don't think that the first footage was for the for this this exact docu-series. I feel like the first footage was was is not from an interview or something. I thought the interview was you guys, you know what? I'll be honest. This docu-series is oh, there's a reason why it's on Discovery Plus and not on something else. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, I, 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 yes. So his first story was that he was, she, you know, Natalia was being a brat. And so Christine didn't want to ruin the birth, didn't want Ethan's birthday to be ruined. So she told Mike Goal, Papa Barnett, Father Barnett, <laughs> to take the kids and go. And as he like looks back, you know, yeah, Natalia's screaming and she's like, go without me, go. And she can hear Natalia say, I hate you, I hate you. He can hear Natalia say that, but he goes off. And then, and then as he's far enough away or something, he hears sirens. And so him and the boys run back and they hear the police or they hear Natalia say, and he's like, how, how many, can I say bad words on this? interview and they're like yeah die bitch you fucking bitch i hate you i'm gonna kill you die that's what natalia said and so he's like the police heard it we wanted to press charges um and they said that we couldn't and i i was just like wow that sounds crazy also like you know, that Natalia tried to push Christine into the fence, but apparently Natalia has like Schwarzenegger arms because she really tried to push this full-sized adult Christine into the fence, but Christine is so weak because she has lupus. And so that's why Natalia was able to do something. And so, I mean, just the whole like Natalia's face just lit up as a Christmas tree when she found out that there was a, a fence and we all signed the forms. And I'm like, the fact that they had children sign any kind of waiver meant that the children's versions of it were fake and that you as the adult, that was the real version. Also, it's like some kind of creamery because the boy wanted to milk cows. And I'm just like, okay, well, this is now boring Indiana situation. <laughs> yeah there's like you know this this docuseries goes back and forth and it could be way shorter but then we also have a a voiceover clip from christine where she basically is like michael you are insane and uh one of the things that you live in is constant denial like you're in denial of the fact that there has been domestic abuse charges and then you know narrator supreme comes in and is like yes domestic abuse charges way back before any of this started back in 2000 whatever 3 13 who and i can't do time uh you know they were like arrested or who knows cops are called blah blah blue for like pushing and shoving and, and crazy and so this voiceover is from christine is like you know you really you really should take you really should be on meds i think it'd be stop all this craziness and we've already been seeing like the cracks and we're like well then yeah you, you know you're not to be trusted and then you know, episode two, we're also like, wow, we keep hearing about Christine. Well, we've now, you know, we've definitely heard from her. We've heard her voice. You know, where mm -hmm. is she? And this is going to be interesting because then your mind starts to go, is she dead? Is she in prison? Did she mm -hmm. say okay to having this clip on here? You know, because we are educated professionals. Mm -hmm. So, at, we understand like if you were hearing something on tv we start to be like how is this happening what am i hearing <laughs> you know this is this kid this isn't an ai version of christine yet right i don't you know it's so just... anyway yeah go ahead Wa. uh yeah so we're gonna take a moment right now and we're gonna go to commercial break okay so we'll be back this episode is brought to you by fx's the veil starring elizabeth moss 
FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, and so we're back. Uh, the next part of this is that Natalia gets taken to a mental hospital and because of the pubic hair. So the pubic hair is real at this point. We've got folks who would like to remain anonymous uh, because they don't want to get in trouble for like telling the business of the hospital come through and we just hear their voices. And they just said, yeah, she had pubic hair. So we put her in the adult wing. And I don't know how much influence Christine or Michael had on the situation, but this is why my belief was shaky because they talked about things that happened in the hospital that must be true. Unless Christine or Michael had some kind of tampering with them to tell them what to say, because they said that she was sneaky, manipulative. She sometimes act like she didn't speak English and then all of a sudden start speaking English. Um, and that she would flirt with all the guys and talk about like very sexual things. And then they were like, she was very mature with the way she dressed and she was busty. So I'm like, do we believe them? I know what you're saying. And I also was uh, prematurely busty and horny. So, um, you know, like I just, I'm just saying it, we're out there. <laughs> you know, I, um, oh, okay. I, you know, I'm, I was, you know, I got a training ball early, honey. And, you know, you saw my, my one person show. So, <laughs> um, basically I, there's, this is not going to be the first time, spoiler alert, that we get to hear other people's renditions mm-hmm. of banana style behavior from her. Yes. This is a cosign. Okay. Uh, and there's going to be cosigns too. Now, I want to say one cosign is, did we talk about the fact that back in that creamery incident, we then go back and hear from a guy that actually worked there? Yes. I mean, we didn't talk about that because that happens at, yeah. Okay. It go was, ahead. Talk like, about it. You know, because it's back and forth and it's just like, so, I know, I know. So, yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. We can go, we can. No, talk about it. Basically, yes. Yeah, so, she can, th- that behavior and whether she's a little bit older gets co-signed by this situation she's in this that not stress center is such a funny word but like whatever it's called Mm -hmm. not stress center this is like the other thing and then um back of the creamery there is some you know creamery hand honey that like you know when the tosseling happens he gets called to that part of the field because he knows the things and he lets a couple information gets dropped him and the other guy says a just seen the electric fence was not on Every time I say A to anything, wah, here's one. And if, okay, so that's, that's one to her. Okay, mm-hmm. one. The electric fence wasn't even on. Mm-hmm. B. 
Natalie was totally very chill, and that woman was at Banana Nanoramas, and uh, I never heard anything about no killing anybody, but, like, that one person just seemed like, that Christine just seemed like she was taking a big deal out of nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The uh, electric fence thing is so funny to me, because I do wish that, like, Michael or Christine had been, like, <gasps> like, that's almost a sketch where if they had tried to pretend that Natalie threw them into the fence, and then if they also, Michael specifically, because he puts on so much of such a show, if he tried to pretend that he also was getting electrocuted, but the fence was, in fact, not on, it would make me pee my pants, and it would also, like, don't you can't do that happening? Yes. I feel like that did happen. I feel like what actually happened was that, and then he concocted this entire story with Christine. It's why we'll never hear from her, like, you know, because I think that he is crazy. And I do think that she, uh, Natalie, might have, you know, some interesting stuff too, as we'll see. Okay. Yeah, I, I do think it is very, very interesting. Um, so then we, and we, uh, we have the lawyer, the one who's been talking about with the blue blazer and the like, does she have like a Rachel haircut, like kind of Rachel haircut? you know, from the nineties. Uh, and she mm. says, you know what? It's crazy though, that the Barnett's never actually called the police on Natalia when she was doing all these crazy things in, you know, their home. Mm -hmm. And, um, at some point when the police came, um, they had to like take her out onto the porch to talk to her, uh, because she wouldn't exactly say where she came from. So, I mean, this is obvious evidence of like her shutting down at different points and not wanting to talk. Um, mainly because of when we'll talk about it later, maybe what have happened to her earlier on with her first family. Um, so Michael says that the police realize that the boys are in danger. Um, and so, this, you know, the police. Sorry. So, so then he's like, yeah, um, he did an investigation and he found out that, um, you know, sh that she was told what her age was. And then he pulls up this picture of her, I guess, when she first came and like the picture didn't look like her. This is all from Michael's perspective now. Right. So we don't know what actually happened because we find out later that that police officer actually died in 2015. So he wasn't available for the interview. However, his notes from this moment, this time, says that he believes that Natalia is a child. And Michael tells us that that police told him to go and get Natalia's age changed. So that's a, that's the first, that's another discrepancy, not the first, but that's another discrepancy that we see from Michael's story that it's like, he's making it seem like, you know, all these professionals told him these things to do yet. There's no evidence. It's only his version of what happened. And so another part of an investigation is that um, they had somebody from the Ukraine do an investigation there and find Natalia's birth mother. And this happened in 2020 when they went out there and the mother was like, Oh my God, I don't want to have anything to do with Natalia. This is like, I gave her up. She's gone. I've been dealing with this for 17 years. And so the lawyer is just like, if that is true, if the woman said in 2020 that she's been dealing with this for 17 years and it's, it's plausible that Natalia was actually born in 2003 and that she's the age that the, everyone said she was. And so when the Barnett's had her age change, now the whole trial is very tricky because of that one detail. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. 
Download the new Bumble now. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, her mom is, you know, just a short-haired woman in, you know, the countryside of Eastern Europe slash Ukraine. And, uh, you know, like they... So, again, this docuseries does tell you that that footage is not theirs. But it's all kind of confusing how everything does come together. Later on, you know, like, you know, uh, sorry, because we, yeah, what footage is theirs and what footage, uh, part of their whole, like, you know, storytelling process. Because if not, then, like, what was the 2019 Michael? What was that? A, a, A failed investigation but done with beautiful camera work you know it's so confusing so and that, anyway um but basically uh you know blue blazer will tell us a bunch of things how obviously age aging a child backwards happens for fostering and adoption processes as younger children tend to be more attractive but obviously uh that's a crazy situation um you know like whether you know that's her mom or whether the mom has like a tw- you know the twin sister or whatever like it's all it, everything is still like a mysterious everything is still very mysterious about like everything like every time they give us information it's never grounded or sound it's kind of just a wispy washy kind of see-through like we don't even know where it came from or like if it's it's i don't know it's almost like everything is hearsay in this docuseries yeah. um but yeah, basically, uh, I'm sorry. It's just yeah, going back and forth whether she's a she's a child or where she's adult. She's an adult, and we don't really know. It's just kind of like it's more the roses. It's like <laughs> it's he should she shed and he, sorry he said she said, but instead of like she being Natalie because we never talked to her and definitely he is Marco Michael. It's like he said Michael and she said this blue blazer. Yep. Um. Yeah, you know, there there's going to be backstory of Natalia's adoption process, which we're going to hear that she was with a woman, Diane, and that there were various contenders that tried to adopt her, but for, but for reasons, you know, different reasons, it was suspicious and or not great for them. So both people were little people, and they had really sort of connected to natalia one was a little person who uh loved uh really connected to natalia but whose husband was not on board because natalia's they couldn't get both her parents to consent yeah so natalia's first family who adopted her after i think a year started taking her to little little people conventions trying to do backdoor adoptions for her and then they wanted the people to pay them $25,000 like pay for the cover the fees that they paid when they adopted her initially and so the husband of one of the little people that we spoke to I think the Irvings he wasn't down with it so um they didn't do it and then the next uh uh, people um the I guess little people of America Mm-hmm. reached out to them um and it's an it's a couple who they said they're christian but the husband is very he has discernment is what she said um she's like he's a god-given talent that he can tell when people are lying and so um they started to meet with the um Chaconis, and the Chaconis brought 
Natalia to their home or that somehow they met up and they felt it was fishy that, you know, Diane was feeding Natalia things to say. And, um, the husband of the adoptee, um, adoptors, they, he felt that she was evil based on his discernment. That's everything was very shady about her. So he said no to the adoption. Now, after the Barnett's got her, Christine had reached out to the the lady of this of the couple that we met and started telling her all the things that she was doing, Natalia. And the first family, the Irving, Irvings, um, I think her name was Julie. She just was very upset with the way that Natalia ended up being treated. And she always felt like Natalia was her daughter in her heart, but she was unable to do so because just of how the Chaconis like handled the whole adoption situation. And she said that um, they lied to the police about changing her age, um, about getting that, how that happened and that they lied um to get her and they were lying to try to get rid of her. So just a lot going on. Um, and then the, just the lawyer starts talking about how the Barnett's lied about the domestic violence. Then we get the nosy neighbor and the nosy neighbor is like, yeah, I thought they were a perfect family. However, sometimes I would see Christine outside yelling and screaming, you know, really belittling him. And I felt bad for Michael, but the, the D uh, domestic violence documentation said that he had had her in some kind of chokehold or something. So absolutely. Yeah. God. That part is so crazy like you cannot hang like again like you cannot hang your hat on anyone yet. Like you're just like now that like you know not that everyone is purely good and purely evil, but you're like Michael is crazy. Is Michael violent? Christine is she violent? Is she crazy? You know, is is did this woman neighbor have a crush on Michael because she just kept seeing Michael in his Corvette and was like, "That's the perfect family. I wish, I wish I could go in there and and move with my cat dog and take over." You know, like it's so fun. Like you know, this neighbor, this neighbor has seen so many things. You know, like this neighbor knows all of the tea on the block. You know, like she. I don't know. Like she you know, walks I, I door don't... to door. She walks door to door, getting information, giving information. I mean, I imagine she goes on a walk every evening, and she's like, "Hi!" And she stops and she talks to them, and then she goes on. She passes the the house that like people don't do their grass, so they're kind of weird. She's like, "Oh, it's a single guy, or maybe he's married, but we don't know." So she goes past that house, and then she gets to another house, and um, you know, they're Asian, and she doesn't really want to talk to them, but she does to be neighborly. Cause they wave to her and then uh, she keeps going and um, there's, there is another family she chit chats with. And then she walks by the black people's house and just waves and say hello and just keeps going. And then um, unless they have something out happening, unless they have a lot of cars on the driveway, then she knocks on the door to see what's going on. Um, and then she goes by that house and then she like crosses the street and then she goes, you know, she just makes her way around the neighborhood. She like hangs out at the park that's in the middle of the neighborhood, talks to the moms. So she's got the tea. You know, I could see that. I see one other version of her where she just sits there the whole time on the stoop and just watches everyone as they walk past. <laughs> and if you want to be on her good side, like bring her like something that you baked. Yeah. Um, so uh, they yeah. then we get this really interesting scene at the very end when the credits are rolling um, where we see Natalia as an older person walk into an interview room and she tells her version of what happened. Um, and then we have uh, that happened at the creamery where is that she couldn't walk. Her feet were bleeding. She was dehydrated. She threw up um, because she hadn't eaten. And uh, what's her face? Christine was very upset and told her to get up and get up and get up. And then um, she helped Natalia up 
Then she fell. And then Natalia fell. And then she's like, I guess she thought I was trying to push her into the fence because that's what she kept screaming. Uh, and then we have Michael in 2022 talking about he wasn't even there to hear anything that happened. And he was like a mile and a half out when he saw the police uh, flashing. So it just, again, very suspect, of, as Chris said earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's confusing. It's all over the place. It's back and forth. You're going to hear some sound bites again. You know, like sometimes they're linear, sometimes they're not. You know, like uh, it. Yeah, it's it is a curious case. <laughs> that you it know? is. That it is. Um, well, thank you guys so much for joining us. If you would like to see us on Patreon, it's $10 a month. If you'd like to support your girls and get exclusive content, um, you get an episode 24 hours before it airs on the free feed. There's exclusive content. We do a live every first Monday of the month. You can do so by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash docusweeties, patreon.com slash docusweeties. But if you can't do that, but you still want to show your girls some love, Chris is going to tell you about our social medias. Yes, we are at docusweeties on Instagram at docusweeties on tiktok and at docusweeties on twitter so all of those exist but if you're on patreon right now you can see that i just got a eyebrow wax and eyebrow wax and it's been a whole last minute since i've gotten an eyebrow wax and so i am excited to and show them off <laughs> great so if you want to see our eyebrows join us on patreon oh uh, all right you guys thank you so much for joining us and we will talk to you later bye, bye.